Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Friday edition of the Dark Delight Podcast, where Frank is back to join us for his typical Friday spot we haven't had since the new year. Yes, and I was listening to, since I'm Frankie Val on the drums, and... and yes, yes. <laughs> I was going to, I didn't have time to get you this link over. I was going to listen to say you should open up with uh, Caravan from the Whiplash soundtrack. Um, but there is a, there was a little bit that I was just about to say. We were talking about lifestyle clothing and things like that. And now it's, it's escaping me, but whatever. It's Friday. Come on, that's all, twice now. Let it all escape. That's two times this has happened to you. What, today? So yeah. Far? I mean, we're only well, 10 I, minutes in. <laughs> I'm still digging for it. That it, I'm still, for the first time, I didn't remember it and forget it again. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> anyway. I wanted to start off with something a little off the beaten path that I think you might appreciate, Frank. Okay. This came up randomly this morning on my browser. It's from Esquire. Hmm. What it's like to take a psychedelic trip without drugs. So. Okay. This is cool. And I think I would do this. I think I would do this, um, truthfully. It is a place in Santa Barbara, if I'm not mistaken, called the Reality Center. Where they have learned how with the proper combination of lights, frequency, and sound to induce you into a sort of meditative state synonymous with what happens when you take psychedelics. Like a DMT or something? Or, you know, mushrooms or whatever, or ayahuasca, whatever. And mm. they, when you go in there, apparently you give them a voice sample. And then from your voice sample, they know then what frequencies to use for you to induce this effect. That's that's pretty cool. It, it really is. So I went to their website. It's called Vibrasound Vibrotactile Wavetable. And it basically almost simulates a uh, sensory deprivation tank, this mat. So they lay you down on this mat that keeps you almost weightless, basically. And then they flood you with the sensory stimuli. And so they flood you with a, a, a frequency that matches what you give off in a in a normal tone, like like when when you're when you're talking from your diaphragm. What I I would wonder because there's so many voices. You know, you have your head voice, your chest voice, all that stuff. I wonder which one that they are tuning yourself to. Or if it's a combination of frequencies and how they deliver it. Is it is it through like a subwoofer? Is it binaural? Do they create a set of binaural beats uh, with, you know, I, I would want to know more about that. Oh, there's so much here. And there's and it's great because um, hold on. They're using it to help veterans with PTSD. It's in Santa Monica. And so veterans are coming in for this and they're actually like. They're actually having benefit from it. I have a little video here, if I'm not mistaken, I had pulled up for everybody to see because it is so cool. They do a sound analysis. Your voice is a combination of how you think and feel at that time. When you speak about something you're passionate or excited about, those words carry a measurable energy. True. Using research-grade proprietary vocal analysis software, our reality managers will help you identify a goal or intention which you want to amplify using our technology. Mm. It is. You've gotten in touch with these people to come on the show as a guest. I, I, it should. It yeah. I really should because this is so cool. This is so awesome. Where did the video go? Start your journey for only. Oh, here it is. Want to watch it? You can't really see yeah. it. Yeah. 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 I want. I want to hear this. Okay. Here we go. I knew you would like this. Located one block from the beach is Reality Center. It's Reality Center. A one-of-a-kind wellness experience where dreams become reality. Inside, you'll find a state-of-the-art facility designed to optimize your health. First, we analyze the unique frequencies of your voice to personalize each program. Next, you are immersed in vibration on our liquid mineral bed as pulsing light and relaxing sounds activate every cell of your body. 
couples and friends can come together for an exciting shared experience with an expert facilitator. These mind-bending sessions use neuroscience combined with sound frequencies to balance and inspire entire groups. Create your reality by booking your experience today. It kind of sounds like the commercial for uh, Total Recall. It does. <laughs> it does. I mean, I wonder if they get the voice artist to create your reality today. But even still, I, I dig this. Man, and, and you can do group experiences, huh? Yeah. So how big is that room? Unless everybody's in their own pod? You're on a table. You're not even in a pod. It's open, and these two things come down over your eyes, like right, like... I thought, I, I thought you said that they, they, they float. No, they float. it mimics a float, a float sensory. Uh -huh. Yeah, it, this mat mimics it. You, the mat costs like 20 grand. Wow. And it's, this is only in California. Yeah, unfortunately. Well, you'll be in California again with, with Anthony, right? At some point. Well, Anthony is going to, I would, Anthony's going back to, uh, to Nam with the, the other guys in the band next week. Not going again. Um, just because, I don't know, just got too much, too much happening over here. I said, listen, if we had a gig, uh, if we lined up something, uh, if we were, you know, put on a stage over there or something, I would definitely do it. But um, just for the so sheer, I, yeah. Because yeah, if you're if you're to go to a music convention like Nam is, it's like you're walking through Willy Wonka's <laughs> shop. It is incredible. Um, like a, it's a bigger than a football field in the Anaheim Convention Center, and you're just walking around multiple levels of this uh, of this stuff, and it is just the greatest music companies in the world you got musicians doing demos all over the place internet personalities touring acts um grammy nominated uh and uh and uh, awarded musicians and producers and everything uh, but there's also there's just new microphones that are coming out mm. different types of experimental guitars uh, uh rare rare drums that are are only like five are made a year but you know after, if you're not out there going to buy, and uh, the big thing is that the new tech that comes out, it's um, my the, the the guys in my band, they're gearheads. There's stuff in there that'll make their mind go wild of what, how we can incorporate it into the studio. And uh, me, I'm just, I'm walking around taking in the sights and it's just, uh, I, I'll go back. It's just, you can't do that every year for me. Well, if you ever go back over there, you can go over here, take a trip to the Reality Center and reset your autonomous nervous system. And the guy that actually went and did this said, while he was in there, yeah, it absolutely mimicked a psychedelic experience. But what he lacked when he left, he says, because I've never done them before, so I have no idea. He said that that life-changing experience you have when you realize that in that beam of light is actually time. And then that changes everything for you, like kind of like the 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 life altering consciousness shift you have when doing psychedelics does not occur with this. But he talked to some veterans who were constantly, even though they're not on the battlefield, they're just reliving that trauma over and over and over again. Can't shut their brain off. This works for them. So it's too bad that they can't come up with some kind of a light transportation system so that I don't have to think about getting onto a, a plane anymore. I'm telling you, I have been almost completely dissuaded to ever get on a plane again. No, I know it's unless it's, I know unless I know the pilot and yeah, I know a few. I know. Unless I know the pilot and I know a few, thankfully, <laughs> my rolodex of pilots I can call uh, it is getting a little bit larger. But private planes are very expensive to charter. I know. So I, I looked into it, and like one flight was like thirty six thousand dollars. It's insanity. Yeah. I know somebody who owns like a G7, and so they have it. They they it gets kept at Westchester County Airport and stuff like that. And they're telling me that around the country, it's like ten thousand dollars each way. Now they're able to write that off because it's part of their their business and all that stuff. But you know that is that's of course the 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 landing strips and all that stuff. Uh, there is fees. There's fuel. There's pilots insurance all that so i said to myself hmm 
how many people can fit into a G7 or a G8 or something like that? And it's like eight to 10 or something. I was like, okay. $1,000. Four or five couples. It's either $1,000 a person, $2,000 a couple. Well, each way. Yeah. So, I mean, if everybody saved up for a year <laughs> and we did, you know, I'm just thinking about. <laughs> just drive at that point. What the hell? Like have a, add three or four extra days, do a sightseeing tour, rent a huge RV and drive. Serious. That's what we're going to, I think, I think we're just going to keep doing that. Keep driving around, seeing the country. Now getting overseas is another thing. There's no, there's no bridge. There's no bridge to Europe. I still would love to see the Mediterranean while there still is a Mediterranean. Mm. Yeah, you can't take a bridge to Europe, unfortunately. We're stuck oh, here. Somebody can. It, somebody can. <laughs> There's bridges for someone. Just not yeah, us. for someone that's up there. Not us. Well, um, I have a mix of all kinds of things. You know what I was going to do? I was going to start with Joe Biden making all kinds of stupid mistakes, but... I think I want to go to this Fonnie Willis, Fanny Willis nonsense. So Fanny, Fanny is obviously in hot water. Mm. And very hot. Yes. And what happened is the. There's a divorce case with this special prosecutor, right? And she was subpoenaed to testify in the divorce case. Now, she basically Monday, we played a whole bunch of clips of her destroying the pulpit in a church with her nonsense. Um, but she's now subpoenaed to testify in this divorce case. And she made a filing in the case that accuses the special prosecutor's wife of using, of working with the attorney in the Trump case to like mess with the, with the criminal case in Fulton County. Is the, the wife, she's, is this the wife of her lover? Yes. Oh, man. Spicy, spicy. So the <laughs> wife of her lover said, oh, yeah, you want to play this game, biatch? Okay. And then went over to the gentleman who filed, whose attorneys filed this and said, I got some stuff for you. You may want to know. Here you go. And now Fanny is is making a filing in that court accusing her of doing that stuff. And all those divorce things are sealed. But now they're trying to get them unsealed. Even the judge is trying to get them unsealed. She's screwed. This woman is screwed. She's screwed. In more ways than one, Frank. <laughs> oh, well, I don't know. I don't know if the other the other way is happening, at least right now. So let's take a little break. No way. They're still going at it. I mean, off that dime. So I was doing the pre-show and somebody, oh, it was our AZ Informer said, do you know what Fanny means in the UK? Ass, right? Nope. What does it mean? It means <laughs> it's the female genital genitals. It means what 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 we would call here in the States the P word. Oh, oh a, a front hole. Yes. Okay. Fanny oh. is not a common name for girls because of its slang meaning. Okay, so over here, we, Fanny just means your backside, your butt. So they just move, they just move like two inches forward <laughs> yeah. in the UK. Everything's always messed up in the UK. Like you, you know that the, the peace sign in the UK is pretty much the the middle finger. No. Yeah. Hmm. I had a British uh, physic uh, chemistry teacher, Doctor Hare. <laughs> he um he told us that he said that if you go, you give this to somebody in the UK, you're uh, you're telling them to f off, huh? Wow. They also say they also say aluminium instead of aluminum. They do a lot of weird things there. Aluminium, aluminium, and we we were like, "What are you talking about? Aluminum? The aluminium." Doctor Hare. Doctor Hare. That's quite a yeah. name. He taught us how to make um taught us how to make yogurt. I don't remember. There's just something about putting some moldy shit into a, a thermos <laughs> and you made yogurt with it. <laughs> Moldy shit. Do you know, Frank, the anatomy of the female? This I was having a conversation. I don't know how yes. this came up. Do you know where a woman pees? Uh, I could probably find it if I had to. <laughs> it's not out of the same place that you place your thing. You understand? I, I, I do understand that. Yes. Because I knew I was talking to someone the other day who had no idea that that was the case. 
no, you know, I, I understand that they that the tea doesn't come out of there, <laughs> but but I haven't gone actively looking. looking? <laughs> Wait a second, I need to find your urethra <laughs> over there. Where the hell's your damn urethra? What are you doing down there? Looking for your damn urethra? I've never seen it before. <laughs> Ugh, that would that would ruin the mood. Oh come on. Well, guys, it's all in one place, so it's kind of different, you know. Yeah, we, we just have to kind of pretend that we just have to kind of pretend that it isn't a multiple use. <laughs> it's not multifunctional. Yeah, right. It's just <sighs> all focus right. here. Well, you know, um, listen to this. This is crazy and it's funny as hell at the same time. It's a video. It's about a minute and a half long. You're not going to be able to see it. It's Dr. Sean Baker on the right side of the screen and a woman giving a speech somewhere about what is wrong with meat eaters, but it is hysterical, I think. Maybe because it's my lifestyle. Here we go. To eat has consequences. The assumption that the best protein comes from corpses is a racist belief. How do you know the animal would have picked you to feed off their corpse? 21st century animal eating requires our complicity in a new colonialism. If you eat animals, you take up more climate space. These events especially affect girls and young women. Your hamburger comes with a dose of misogyny. Meat eating is also one of the ways gender-based structures of oppression are perpetuated. Masculinity, a construct of the gender binary facing constant destabilization, feels always under threat and eating animals is its protection racket. White supremacists weapon, weaponized it, eating meat, eggs, and dairy. Images of milk-drinking white men, of platters groaning with meat, and the baiting of liberal men as so-called soy boys are all part of the neo-Nazi <laughs> messaging. Neo-Nazi messaging. <laughs> are these excerpts from actual speeches? It's her. It's one speech they took expert, uh, excerpts out of. So she she doesn't actually stand by this. She just has collected these. No, these no, no. Phrases. She's saying these things. Somebody clipped out these sections. Okay, but she's not saying it one after another. This was different parts, different statements, and wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah There's that, well, more. That's, a, that's, a, that's that's just incredible. I would listen to stuff like this as I ate a steak. That'd be great. Well, Baker's up there doing it. And then he's got all the female hunters on the on the left side, bottom quarter panel. Here we Ocular culture is flooded with references to sexy cows, sexy pigs, sexy chickens, sexy fishes who all just want to have fun. Meat eaters like anti-abortionists have forgotten that one quality of non-existence is not having awareness about existence. One of the defining aspects of the colonial legacy is an ongoing white supremacist belief system and an owner. I mean, it's just. I want to find myself a sexy pig to hang out with. <laughs> uh, that's just a uh, boy. Eat, boy. An, eat an effing steak, as JT you, would say. I mean, you could just see the difference. And it, it, it just, I don't know. It's in their posture. There's something wrong with these people. They, they, they're, they're all the same, too. Like, every time now I post a carnivore post something positive somebody comes somebody uh, some vegan comes underneath it and like tells me how i'm a cold-blooded killer and and uh, you i don't eat dead things and i said oh my gosh you eat dead plants i'm so sorry for you that has to be terrible they kill like, plants they kill there's, no, no, there's another study that just came out that showed as if we didn't know this already that plants are alive and intelligent that plants talk to each other well that's okay. that's the i i say how um, how presumptuous of you to assume that a living plant has no solar consciousness. How dare you? And not only that, but the death and destruction wrought on wildlife from farming is like ridiculous. Well, I have this thread. I love this thread. Um, I was going, I'm going to do it the next time my mind nutritionist comes on, um, it was an old thread, and, and the funny thing is that I had to take screenshots of this. I found it on on uh, on Tumblr one day, and I went to go. This was years ago. I went to go find this person's account on Twitter. Her name is Sarah Tabor, and when I went to go find her, she had already had me blocked. What? I don't know why. 
I don't know what she had had seen. This is years ago. I, I I don't I didn't even have that big of a you know of a of an of an, an imprint. But I I don't know if you want to. It's it's very very short, but it's incredible. And I want to read it to you. I'm going to make it the basis of a of a quite frankly sometime this uh, this winter or early spring. So someone said, I uh, you know told this girl Sarah, hey, listen, I I didn't add you to this conversation. It was a conversation about about plants, about eating meat, and also about um, about eating vegetables and how much con- how much it consumes of resources to be able to keep animals going as opposed to plants and all that crap. And she says, fine, you can block me. You block me in a minute. So taking it, as you said, you live in Arizona. Your family has a farm in Chihuahua. A quick congratulations are in order. You are an absentee landowner. You're right at the peak of farming's social pyramid, living the dream. So you probably don't participate in the day-to-day management. You just check, collect the checks. Pretty common situation for absentee landlords. From that distance, it's understandable that you have a poor grasp on water, land, and how they play out in various types of agriculture. But let's take a step back. Lots of cultures have used low or no meat diets, the Ganges Valley, ancient Egypt, China, much of early Europe, etc. Notice anything common there. They're all very, very wet. Plants are edible for humans, uh, for humans that are edible for humans grow readily. They also had intense hierarchies where elites could just tell lower classes they weren't allowed to eat meat, which is happening right now, whether via religious teachings, customs, or just straight-up economic exploitation to where animal protein was unattainable. But that's a whole different discussion. On the other hand, lots of cultures have mostly used mostly or all animal diets. Uh, For example, uh, uh, Mongoys, Maasai, Inuit, etc., these more indigenous tribe um, what do these have in common? They're in places that are very dry or very cold. Either the plants that grow there are sparse and tough or not at all. Humans can only digest specific types of plant matter. We need tender stems, leaves, fruits, and large seeds, energy stored in foods. Uh, the entire rest of the plant is inedible for us. Stalk, branch, dry leaves, etc. And without intense irrigation, the only plants that grow in dry areas are entirely made of things that humans cannot digest. They're almost entirely cellulose, tough stalks, fibrous leaves covered in wax, hair, thorns, etc. That's why we call these areas scrub. The only use humans can make of natural vegetation is to scrub pots. But cows, sheep, goats, horses, bison, deer, camels, and other ruminants can digest all of it. Mm -hmm. That's what those three and four chambered stomachs are for. These animals... Their GI tracts are fermentation chambers full of uh, microflora that break long, tough cellulose molecules down into sugars and fatty acids that cows can use. We can't do that. If we eat straw, we just poop out straw. That's why people's living in deserts, scrub, dry grasslands aren't vegetarian. They would starve. They kept close to the animals that can digest what grows there, ruminants. Uh, oceanic food chain that uh, Inuit and other maritime peoples are looped into is a whole other discussion. But failure to recognize the role of local environment in diet is a major oversight in vegetarian community at large. So again, no personal blame here. Traditional vegetarian societies are trotted out to showcase that low to no meat diets are possible, but it's done without recognition as to why those particular societies did it and that others did not. Paying attention to local environment is a huge part of sustainability, and yet sustainability movements don't always do so well at that. We can also fall short by failing to recognize that for dry regions, the bottleneck in, bottleneck in productivity isn't land, it's water. As an absentee landowner, you may not uh, be aware of how much irrigation water it takes to grow vegetables in a desert. <laughs> it's math time. Now listen to this. Let's start with cows. The best figures for cow carrying capacity in landscapes similar to Chihuahua are for dry part uh, are for uh, are for dry part of CO. Is that Colorado? I don't know. Oh no, no. Yeah, I think I think so. Double that for Chihuahua's longer growing season, and ten cows would need seventy three acres to live on wild scrub with no irrigation. Cool. So we don't have to irrigate to feed those cows. All we have to do is give them drinking water. How much? A cow needs about 18.5 gallons a day. So 10 of them, yeah, I know. So 10 of them for a year need about 67,000 gallons. 
67,000 gallons is a decent amount of water. Now let's look at how much it takes to grow vegetables on that same plot of land. Most plant crops need about an acre of water per week, an acre inch of water per week. For the non-farmers and absentee landlords following along, mm -hmm. an acre inch is just uh, how much water it takes to cover an acre with one inch deep of water. Uh, it's about 27,000 gallons. A An week. acre of crops needs that every single week, 27,000 gallons. Wow. Chihuahua's got the amazing, got this amazing long growing season. So let's say a veggie, grain, soybean, or other plant protein farm in Chihuahua's got crops in the ground 40 weeks out of the year. 73 acres times 40 weeks times 27,000 gallons of water a week. That's 79 million gallons of water. That's a thousand times more water. It takes a thousand times more water to grow an acre of crops for human consumption than it takes to grow an acre of cow on wild range. Again, is it, and it's almost over now, as an absentee farm owner, you may or may not be aware of this already, but for the audience at home, most of Chihuahua's irrigation water comes from the Rio Conchos. Uh, this river is drying up so hard that it's a subject of dedicated WWF preservation project. But that's not a fair comparison. An acre of crops can feed 10 times as many people as an acre of cattle. Exactly. A crop-only diet can feed 10 times as many people but takes 1,000 times as much water. In a place where there's limited land and surplus of water, it makes a lot more sense to optimize for land so there, grow and eat crops. And in places where there's a lot of land and limited water, it makes sense to optimize for water so there, grow and eat ruminants. And people don't get that balance because they get into these ideological, uh, these ideological religious discussions about plants Me. and animals and masculinity. You know, it's all that crap. And I, I always love this thread, even though Sarah apparently has hated me for years. Who is Sarah? Sarah who? Uh, it's, it was, if she's still out there, it's at Sarah, T-A-B-E-R underscore B-W-W. Is it S-A-A-H? Sarah. Yeah, Sarah Tabor, T-A-B-E-R underscore B-W-W. Maybe she left uh, X because... Uh, Elon Musk bought it. Unblock too. <laughs> Get out of here. Are you serious? Yes. <laughs> this what I'm telling you, this was from 2018 I found this thread. And when I when I found this thread, I was already blocked. She looks like she hates me in her profile picture. I, I I'm sorry that I was so hit. I I wonder what I did. Obviously she does, she doesn't she's probably like a Green Party member or something. I, I have no clue. She's not all lost. This is very commonsensical and fair. What the hell could I have done? What could I have done? I've never heard of this person before. I was probably on, you were on a list, Frank. It, yeah, it's probably just my friend's list. Yeah. It's. Wow. I don't know. Just wow. Um, You want to hear Heritage at the World Economic Forum? Uh, or is the gentleman sure. from Texas? Oh, I put it at the end. Here he is. One thing that it's a little Davos, short clip. He went say. to Davos and he told everybody what's up. Here we go. One thing that Davos, you might say, and the people come here stand up for is liberal democracy. It's laughable that you would or anyone would describe Davos as protecting liberal democracy. I'll be candid here because I think I've been invited here to be candid. Elites tell us that open borders and even illegal immigration are okay. The average person tells us in the United States that both rob them of the American way of life. Elites also tell us that public safety isn't a problem in big American cities. Just travel to New York or Washington or Dallas, Texas. The average person will tell you that the lack of public safety damages not just the American way of life, but their life. Elites tell us that we, we have this existential crisis with so-called climate change. The solutions, the average person know, cost more human lives, especially in Europe during the time that you need heating, than do the problem and the problems themselves. The fourth, China. The number one adversary, not just to the United States, but to free people on planet Earth. Not only do we at, at Davos not say that? We give the Chinese Communist Party a platform. And fifth, as we sit here, another supranational organization 
the World Health Organization, is discussing foisting gender ideology upon the global south. These are practices that are under review, if not being rejected, by countries in Northern Europe. The new president, especially if it's President Trump, will, as you like to say, trust the science. He will understand the basic biological reality of manhood and womanhood. And do you know why? Not because of retribution, not because he's a dictator, but because he has the power of the American people behind him. But let me <clears throat> just correct the, uh, the slight assertion you made there. We want Ukraine to win. We want to see Ukraine win with a lot more help from European allies. I think the United States has a role. Heritage has been clear about this for two years now, that we, there is a world in which we support military aid for Ukraine. Our first obligation in foreign policy is to look at it through the lens of what's best for the American citizen. Joe Biden has done a god-awful job in articulating what that is. The kind of person who will come into the next conservative administration is going to be governed by one principle, and that is destroying the grasp that political elites and unelected technocrats have over the average person. Yes. Who, who's that again? Uh, this is the president of the Heritage Foundation. Kind of, kind of sounded like Matt Walsh. I can't see him, so it, it just, it just kind of sounded like him a little bit. Doctor Kevin uh, Roberts. I'm going. To, I'm. I've been collecting clips from Davos. All week. Oh, well, I've, I've got a funny one of that woman who I do not judge at all doing that ritual. Oh, the coughing Indian. Yes, the coughing Indian. Um, I don't Talk, know. If, spoke about her last night. I have her here. I'll play it for everybody. Like, I, I apparently this was for global peace. I have no idea. But it's so, it, to me, two years ago, these people were like, don't go near each other. You can't come near each other. Sickness, death, sickness, death, COVID, virus, virus, sickness, death. And now this woman is coughing all over them. Yeah. yeah everybody gets a cough in the face. And that's like their, their communion for the day. <laughs> because because uh, whereas this is being pushed out to the entire world, you have NBC editing out Jesus Christ's I name. Ha I have that too. Uh, it, it, that that can't be there. Oh yeah, I had I had I had quite a bit to say. I ended my show with this one last night. I'm gonna play it for everyone just in case you haven't seen it, and then I'll play the edit that Frank just talked about. Here, here she is doing her ritual. Now she walks up to everyone. Now everybody gets everybody gets a dose, and, and the, the applause is is pathetic. Like. Like, bless all these tyrants. Bless them all. Bless all of them. Bless all the tyrants. Unless she's putting an evil spell on them, in which case, I don't know. Maybe I'm okay with it. But they did this, what you just said. It's the original I'm going to play first, and then what, what NBC did to it. All right, let's read some more. We got Raymond G. Stanley Jr. says, Tim, I had an aunt who had... You just played that? What was that? That was from me? Yeah. You heard that? Yeah, I did. It, it, it came, did it come through, like, like direct audio? Yeah. Cool. Okay, it worked then. Here we go. I mean, your first NFL season and a record-setting performance for you. What does this moment mean? I mean, it's been amazing. That's the edited being version. In this city for as short as I've been. But first and foremost, I just want to give all glory and praise my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I mean, it's been amazing. Being I mean, your first NFL cannot season cannot have Jesus Christ on national television. Right. That that's, would be. That, that's too much. It. it so. So you know. I um I saw somebody you know it, it's when you see this stuff going on out there now I don't I don't I'm I'm interested in you know indigenous culture I I like learning about what's out there I like learning about history of uh, histories of the world that are completely exotic and unknown to me uh, I don't see you know some native type with their traditional headdresses on and their face paint and look down at them as some 
you know, some non-human entity or anything like that. But uh, in certain settings, I know exactly what kind of a, how they're being used as a prop for, for like, I saw, I saw some idiot in the comments being totally obtuse about the whole thing saying they, uh, they said something along the lines of, uh, what's so shocking to people that other cultures exist? Yeah, no, I, I, I know. Yeah. I, 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 it's like, no, no, you clown. If you think that billionaire transhumanists brought in an Indian to perform <laughs> primitive, some primitive jungle ritual, just because they wanted to remind people that different cultures exist. I've got, I've got beaches to sell you all over the world. And, and, and so wondering, when will liberals, I asked this last night, when will they be done treating human beings like props in a play and exhibits at a zoo? When will they be done with it? Never. Are they, are they ever going to be tired of it? They don't even benefit from supporting this pageantry. And that's all it is over here. They love the performance aspect of it because they get to sit there with their hands between their knees like they're doting parents at a uh, at a dance recital for their children you know as this as this uh coughing indian is just doing this little thing because what 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 are they really pushing out there they're pushing out to everybody at least in my perspective they're pushing out everybody this idea of 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 universality the real objective here is for the panelists to uh, visibly immerse themselves very reverently into every obscure religion they can find in order to push the idea of plurality. Because religions, like I said last night, like nations, they require strict devotion to survive. And whereas those devotions to God and country create a truly diverse world that we used to live in, the creatures from Davos, they want the devotion paid to them. And they don't want any true diversity or lines in the sand and they certainly they certainly know that no matter how much they they turn people into cyborgs with their chips and their their um, their tracking and the bio uh, experimentation and all that stuff as long as people have beating human hearts inside of them there's always going to be a spiritual void that needs to be filled and they certainly don't want that void filled with uh, Jesus Christ that's obvious they just want everybody to get this weird this weird spiritual jungle ambrosia. They would just, just this weird spiritual ambrosia. F fill yourself up with this, oh, everything is woo crap. There's just no form or reason or, or objectivity to anything. Um, that's all it is. That's all it is. They're, they're, they're billionaire transhumanists. Yeah. Serving yeah. this woman up to everybody. How much do you think they really give a shit about her? Zero literally zero and then we have this here in the states this is these are not little kinks first of all racism institutional racism is in the dna of this country when you look at uh what has taken place look at the, our native americans the genocide of native americans when you look at what has taken place as it relates to african americans uh the 250 years plus of enslaving african americans and then you look at the disparities now uh, in our community in terms of health care unemployment the wealth gap housing you can't tell me that systemic racism does not exist it's not just a little kink secondly you have personal racism which is hard to address but i'll give you one <laughs> story that shows you why uh, we need to understand that I don't think she really understands racism. I was walking from the House building on Capitol Hill to the Capitol and a man, a white guy, stopped me and told me I could not get into the member's elevator. And you know, we have uh, pens and I was going to vote. And he blocked me from getting into the elevator and told me I was not a member of Congress and it was for members only. I said, sir, I'm a member of Congress. And he, I showed him my pen and he said, whose pen did you steal? Now this is an example of what personal- Because she's black. Because she's black, right. If that even happened. Absolutely, I don't need no, there ain't no black. Well, female congressman ever walk through these doors, miss. You get the hell out of here. Meanwhile, Ridiculous. you've got Kamala Harris yesterday on The View. Did you see this? Uh, no. Hold on. I'm going to find it. Doing this. A black female representative? Get the hell out of here. Hold on. I got to find it. I got to find it. Got to find it. 
I have it in my email. Bear with me just a second. We're taking a quick break. Not really, but um, she. Oh, here. Oh, okay. You got it. No, no. I was gonna. I was gonna play some music while. You can hear this. No. Damn! How'd you hear the other thing? I don't know. This one, I think I figured something out. Never mind. Here we go. Um... We have to. Okay, here it is. <laughs> you ready for this? We have Kamala Harris doing this in the face of all the systemic racism here. Earn the reelect, and we have to communicate what we have achieved. Yes, and and that is going to be one of our big Earn. challenges. We've done a lot of good work. We need to net, let people know who brung it to them. Road. <laughs> <laughs> We've done a lot of good work. We need to let people know who brung it to them. Like, where's She's your hot so sauce, Kamala? Yeah, take the hot sauce out. Man, I bet she misses the Montel William days. And what the hell did Whoopi Goldberg do to her head? Oh, she just, she's, I don't know. She's just sinking into a character that they're all creating. They're all, they all feel it. I'm a new character with my hair. No, it's not. <laughs> she's wearing no, not. Crocs. And like, I don't even know how she, I don't even, I don't even. It's it's just a it's it's become a very strange panel. It, obviously, the show was never made for somebody like me ever. No. But it is a strange collection of creatures up there. Very strange. Very strange. What else did I have today that we can still do in the? Oh, I have this this little compilation video put together by uh, Chief Nerd of Justin Trudeau, and I I watched this this morning, and I said to Will, I'm like, thank goodness. We didn't live in Canada. And then he's like, it wasn't much better here. But it's it's pretty bad. Here we go. Oh, it's Castro's son. What? Castro's uh, son, yes. Oh, Castro's son, yeah. Yeah. First of all, let me remind everyone that every vaccine administered in Canada is safe and affected, effective uh, as evaluated by Health Canada. Like any modern bit of medical advancements there are potential side effects in vaccinations remember these vaccines are safe they've passed canada's world-class standard for medical approvals and there you know, are people who've probably gotten very sick from vaccinations well if everyone else gets vaccinated they will be kept safe you will not be safe two of my own children have now contracted it and this morning i learned i I tested positive for COVID-19. Proof of vaccination will be required by no later than the end of this month for all federal employees. And by mid-November, mid enforcement measures in place will make sure that everyone is vaccinated. And therefore, while not forcing anyone to get vaccinated, I chose to make sure that all the incentives and all the protections were there to encourage Canadians to get vaccinated. Yeah, have a burger, have a beer. <laughs> I know, yeah. While not forcing anyone to get vaccinated. And today I'm happy to confirm that all provinces and territories have confirmed uh, that they will be moving forward with a standardized national proof of vaccination. While not forcing anyone to get vaccinated, I can understand frustrations with mandates, but mandates are the way to avoid further restrictions. While not forcing anyone to get vaccinated. If you joined the protests because you're tired of COVID, you now need to understand that you are breaking laws. The consequences are becoming more and more severe. You don't end up losing your license, end up with a criminal record, which will impact your job, your livelihood, even your ability to travel internationally, including to the US, while not forcing anyone to get vaccinated. rewrite history i mean why not that's it <laughs> why not rewrite history and i I'm had compilations exist well i have i have i own quite a few of them they're they're necessary pieces of history you have they're to... not about you have to share them everywhere and i 
thought I retweeted it, but I didn't. You got to reshare them. Everything. I mean, I still have all of my Russian dossier um, uh, c confirmation. It's all true. The dossier is true compilations. I mean, you, you, these are, they, they come out, they are illuminating. They, there is a sense of, there's a sense of comedy to them all, mm -hmm. but they are so important to document this stuff, especially how the story gradually changes as they are transitioning away from one thing that they can no longer own and into something else that they can control and to constantly string people along is because it's all psychological, man. Yeah, they are they are works of art and they are comedic in their own their own right. But these compilations are so important. They need when you see them, you got to download them and put them in a special folder. I concur. Like all the ones of um, the people like Howie Mandel and, and RFK had an argument the other day. Did you see that? I did. So Howie Mandel is saying they never said that the vaccines would stop COVID. Never. And he's using... <sighs> I've got Rachel Maddow burned into my brain saying, if you take the, it's, it, it's simple. If you take the shot, the virus stops. You stop the virus. You don't give it. You don't get it. I mean, they, they, they were saying this. It, it It's incredible. It's incredible. What, what's the motivation for denying that, for, for forgetting, or for not even going out and wanting to check? Because you don't want your cult to be wrong. The the this whole clip is five minutes long, so I'm not going to play it today. But basically, he uses a, RFK is genius with this. He uses a data set, and he tells them, okay, the way that the va the pharmaceutical company said the vaccines were 100 percent effective is that two people got COVID in the vaccinate in the non vaccinated group, and one person got it in the vaccinated group. So then they use that data to say that it was 100% effective. And then Howie and him go back and forth about the, you know, the the minutiae with the data and how he accepts the data. And, you know, it, it's a it's a very well laid out argument. They basically accept the data set, how he agrees with it, how he won't let him play the compilation video he has that you're talking about, about all of them saying that you can you can um, you, you won't get COVID if you take the vaccine that he just brushed. Oh, no, 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 no. We don't want to hear that stuff. No. But anyway, at the very end of the clip, RFK drops it on Howie Mandel. In that same group of people, they also found five cardiac deaths in the vaccinated versus one in the unvaccinated, meaning you're five times more likely to die of a cardiovascular event if you're vaccinated than if you're unvaccinated. And Howie refuses to accept that and RFK says it's the same data set. So if you're willing to accept the efficacy, you have to be willing to accept the side effects. Go to that. Go to that part. Where's the? Where's that? Uh, that that timestamp. Go to that one. Relation. You better make sure the vaccine isn't killing anybody. Here we go. And what they found when they looked at all cause deaths is they found that if you um, that in the vaccine group, in the unvaccinated group, there was one death. Of, of cardiac arrest. Right. In the vaccinated group, there were five deaths. So what that means is your chance of getting a fatal cardiac arrest with no connection whatsoever to the to the. Well, but how do you know the COVID had any connection? How do you know? I don't. Of course you don't. You can't prove it. But what if you're gonna if you're gonna give a license on the basis that one COVID death is is prevented among every 22,000 people. And that, that's the data you're using. Well, the same data set is, yeah, you're gonna save one life from COVID, but you're gonna kill five people from heart attacks. Yes. So, you, you assume, but but heart disease and heart attacks is the number assume, one killer in, in America. People are dropping dead every day without, without yeah, a, a but vaccine. Do you understand what I'm saying? In the vaccinated group, there were five times the heart attacks as the unvaccinated. So if you're gonna say, well, you know, because in the vaccinated group, there was one less COVID death, shouldn't I be able to point out, yeah, but there were five more, 500% more heart attacks. And it's the same, it's the same data set. See, see, brilliant. And and, and Howie's co-host, whoever the hell she is, just like is doing the, uh, the look around the room. Is everybody else hearing this? 
Tommy Payne. Can you believe that, that's this? The, that's the famous. That's the famous uh, liberal uh, counter uh, to most things. The look around the room. Is anybody else hearing this? <laughs> what do we even do here? This crazy I mean, guy. Why do we have him in here using all these facts and data that we've accepted? They accepted the premise. They both accepted the premise of the data. And then after they accepted the premise of the data, but heard something they didn't like about it, decided the data was no good anymore. It is brilliant. I'm going to put it in the show notes. You need to watch the five minutes. It's brilliant because... In the beginning, you think, "Oh, look, they're 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 walking all over him." You do. You're like, "What are they? What does he do?" He he lays it out brilliantly, brilliantly. I would think that um, someone like Howie Mandel, who is is such a very very famous germaphobe, OCD kind of a guy, uh, would be the last one to offer his body up to some kind of a rushed scientific corporate pharma experiment yeah. you would i would think. think so yeah but there but you know oh I, then again yeah whatever mm. people are nuts i've had hair now but my head is hot so i took it off but we're we're done now this was nice to have you back for a friday show we'll do it again next friday frank i like chilling we need to have friday chill sessions and just do a little bit on top of the hard stuff and um i had an anonymous caller call in on on wednesday uh-huh. And I had talked about the rental, the change in the rental market in Argentina since the free market principles had gone in under Malay, who also gave a breathtaking speech at, at the, the World Economic Forum, by the way. Um, and somebody called in at the end and said, I would like to address your uh, your story about the rentals and the rental market. And I was like, OK. And they go. I had five ants. And I gave them a place to live or something like that. And then I gave them an, and then I brought another five ants. And then I had ten ants. <laughs> like tenants. Oh. <laughs> five ants and five ants is ten ants. Ten ants, ah. ten ants. It was okay. funny. It was funny. <laughs> Jeez. Dude, what, the, what the hell are you talking about? How the hell are you how are your ant how are all the ants in your life doubling? <laughs> That's what happens I when you it. leave sugar around. Anyway. I know. You have been listening to the Dark to Light podcast with Frankie Val on the drum. Sam. I love the voice modulator. Beans. You can hear us every Monday. Well, you can hear me Mondays and Wednesdays. Frank joins us on Fridays uh, live at 8.30 on Rumble, Getter, and X. And then audio only at 2.30 on all the podcasting platforms. Thank you so much, Frank. Have a great weekend. You too. I'll talk to you in a little bit. Say later. Later. <laughs>